0: Hey guys, it's Rob, and it's been a minute since I've done any type of a video, so I've decided I want to do one based on something that Aaron Clary had said uh, a couple days ago, I believe it was. He actually did a video on it, and I'm gonna kind of riff on it a little bit. He uh, mentioned a book. you can pick up on Amazon, whether you get it in digital form for like Kindle or you pick up a hard copy. The book is called The Pence Principle, written by Randall Bentwick. Now, uh, being that I'm a big fan of both paper and digital, uh, typically what I will do is I will normally buy paperback right off the bat, usually, as I do like my physical copy. I'm old school that way. But sometimes I'll pick up the digital, sometimes I pick them up in in both formats. Well, the Pence Principle right now is currently available. If you are signed up with Amazon uh, Kindle Unlimited, you can download the book and read it for free. So if you have a Kindle Unlimited membership, uh, I would highly recommend picking up this book. It's called The Pence Principle Lessons All Men Must Learn From Ford Hyphen Kavanaugh by Randall Bentwick. And I'm probably about maybe about halfway through it. <clears throat> but oh, and pardon me, I've I've got a bit of a head cold I'm trying to get over. So if I sound nasally or if I'm you know clearing my throat, you'll have to bear with me, that's why. But there there's a part of a chapter in this book. It's probably more like an essay. It's only about 150 pages or so. But he talks about body mutilation and fat acceptance. And it's kind of a thing that's been going on around in the manosphere lately, especially in the Twitterverse with uh, multiple hair colors, the body weight issue, uh, multiple tattoos, piercings, all of those kind of things. Anyway, I'm going to just kind of read it and go from there. So it's called body mutilation and fat acceptance. In the 60s and 70s, true believers in the feminist religion burned their bras, perhaps a bit childish, perhaps a bit sophomoric. But most of those women grew up, matured, returned to society, and became productive members of society. Some became accountants. Some became secretaries. Most of them wed and had children. And most of them went on to lead normal lives. The reason why is that deep down inside, no matter what feminist slop they were being fed, they were female, they were feminine. Like the billions of women before them over the millions of years in human history, they wanted to have a family and raise children, and they knew that in order to do that, they would have to maintain a certain level of physical beauty to attract a man. Oh, sure, some of them may have protested they were not going to be any man's plaything, or that beauty was on the inside. But if the volume and variety of women's beauty magazines, fashion shows, and movies told us anything, it's that deep down inside, women knew men liked beauty, and they would spend trillions over the course of their lives getting it. The problem is that to be beautiful is to suffer because being attractive, whether you're a male or female, requires a lot of work. Take note, guys. You need to work out. You need to diet. You need to dress right, and this says nothing about developing personality traits such as charm, humor, and being lovely. And while most women secretly acknowledge this, why else is dieting such a large industry, the time and effort required to be beautiful is so tremendous it's just too daunting for many women to commit to. This has resulted in quick fixes or compromises that are more popular among women than actually putting in the time and toil to become beautiful. Half-assed dieting programs, power walking, clothes that purportedly make a bad body look good, constantly changing hairstyles, and perhaps the quintessential example of this is the trend of using nails, heels, and weaves in the futile hope that men won't realize you are indeed fat. Anything and everything to avoid the lifelong pain and agony of the treadmill and the gym that beauty demands. But feminism offered a much easier alternative. To hell with the gym. More specifically, to hell with men. You don't need them. Beauty is defined by us and it has no definition. We are all beautiful and nobody can tell us any different. This was a very tempting proposition indeed. Once again, playing to d- humans' default nature to be lazy, simply giving up men would free women of a lifelong chore of dieting, working out, and hitting the gym. They would also be freed of putting on makeup, wearing heels, or whatever other degrading hurdles men were requiring of them. Plus, they wouldn't have to have any of that nasty, dirty, disgusting sex. A life of f- free of labor, toil, and effort, liberating women to do what they truly wanted in life there was just one minor problem. Two million years of human evolution said otherwise. No matter what lies you want to tell yourself, both men and women are hardwired to have some unremovable preferences, tastes, desires, and instincts. For example, I like boobs. Man, do I love boobs. Ever since hitting puberty, I have held a pro-boob political platform in my life. I want to see them, I want to play with them, they rank up there with ice cream and video games in terms of the joy and happiness they bring to my life. Matter of fact, if I were to die a long, protracted, Alzheimer's death, the last word I would sputter before my ultimate demise will be BOOBS. But I live in reality, I don't live in denial. I am forever programmed to love boobs in the female form, no matter how much pain that might cause me in the long run, and I accept this that feminists and women who claim they don't want, men don't. They are in denial. They are living a lie. And though it may seem an easier and preferable route to ignore reality by sticking your head in the sand, this puts reality and your beliefs on a collision course, which is guaranteed to cause you incredible damage when they collide. And this damage manifests itself today in the increasing trend we see of body mutilation and fat acceptance. By body mutilation, I mean everything women do to mar their bodies. Nose piercings, tongue piercings, tongue splittings, eyebrow piercings, nipple piercings, even genitalia piercings, shaved hair, short hair, blue hair, red hair, Skrillex hair, or the ironic retaining of armpit hair and tattoos. Mercy. The tattoos. Tattoos with Chinese symbols. Tattoos with the namaste symbol. Tattoos with stupid sayings. Tattoos with misspelled words. Tattoos that express yourself. Tattoos that define yourself. Tattoos on your cleavage. Tattoos above your genitalia. Tattoos on your ass. The armband tattoo. The barbed wire tattoo. Tramp stamps. Sleeves, neck sleeves, leg sleeves, spine sleeves, and let's not forget tear tattoos below your eyes. All of these things mar a woman's body and lessens her beauty. When it comes to fat acceptance, I mean when women reject men's preference for a slender fit body and replace it with their own desire to be obese and fat. Big is beautiful. Inner beauty. Beauty has no number health at any size, women with curves, BBW, fat shaming, you're shallow for not liking fat chicks. And let's not forget that timeless old classic, my friend has a great personality. Like tattoos, ear gauges, and Skrillex haircuts, fat mars a woman's body and lessens her beauty. While on the face of it, these two phenomena may seem to be proof that women are successfully rejecting man's demand that women be beautiful, it is quite the opposite. For if you truly didn't care what men thought you would, or thought, you would go quietly go your own way and do your own thing. You wouldn't hit the gym, you wouldn't hit the treadmill, you wouldn't apply makeup, you'd read books, you'd pursue your profession, you'd pursue your hobbies, you'd do whatever it is you wanted to do in your life. You are truly free. You wouldn't give a damn whether men thought big was disgusting or that a sleeve was revolting, but they don't. Like an ex-girlfriend who claims she hates you but yet keeps contacting you, body mutilation and fat acceptance are proof positive women are still obsessed with what men in society think about them. This is why fat acceptance isn't a quiet monastic movement, but a loud in-your-face one where women demand society acknowledges big is beautiful. This is why obese women and women in general are constantly telling each other how beautiful they are when it is men, and not themselves, that ultimately determine if they're beautiful. And dare you critique a woman's mutilated mural of piercings, tattoos, ear gauges, and skrillex? Be prepared for a violent screed about how you are a bigoted, sexist pig that doesn't know true beauty when you see it. Because deep down inside, these women know they aren't beautiful and have used fat pride and body mutilation as a surrogate for purpose and meaning in life. But if you thought that was insane, the real insanity begins when these women think shaming men, guilt-tripping men, and haranguing men is going to get them to find what is repulsive, beautiful, and what is ugly, hot. That yelling and screaming at men will override millions of years of human evolution, genetic programming and biological hardware, hardwiring, and then magically, poof! We all want to date loud, obnoxious, fat, mutilated, tongue-pierced women. And may I point out the additional irony that it is tyrannical to deny men the right to choose what we deem to be beautiful or not? Again, this is feminist-oriented insanity defined. And again, the question is, how far has the feminist rot gone this time? And again, the answer is surprisingly far. Not that every woman who has a tattoo is mentally damaged or lives lives vicariously through her tattoos, but 59% of American women have tattoos compared to 41% of men. From here, the tattoo statistics become a little less consistent and reliable, but in general, younger people are having more tattoos than older people, and more women are walking into the tattoo parlor than men. The point is the overall trend is for more and younger women to have tattoos. Again, this doesn't mean if a woman has a tattoo she can't be the mother of your children. But while a discreet tattoo here or a Chinese proverb there isn't the mark of a delusional man-hating feminist, a neck sleeve or arm sleeve that could be mistaken for a turtleneck sweater is an aposematism thing Alexander Cortez has talked about before, guys. It's predators using loud colors, or prey, I should say, using loud colors to warn off predators. There's been a lot of talk about that in the sphere, too. Anyway, let's getting back to it here. Do not make the mistake that being critical of women's tattoos is prudish or fuddy-duddy-ish. Like Mike Pence, being prudish and fuddy-duddy likely spared him the fate of Justice Kavanaugh. When it comes to fat acceptance, feminism has made significant inroads into diluting society as well. Admittedly, some of this is just marketing, as Oprah didn't become a billionaire telling women they were fat, and women have always complimented one another on how beautiful they are, regardless of any proof. But the mainstream is starting to celebrate obesity, if for no other reason than it's profitable. Target Corporation now proudly boasts overweight models. Increasingly large women are gracing the covers of various fashion magazines. Young boys wearing makeup are doing the same, and now transgendered men are on the cover of Playboy. This may get these companies the business of the now 62% of women who are obese, but it normalizes this behavior, harming no one but women themselves. The end result is an emperor has no clothes nightmare where we have to lie about female beauty. Men cannot express their genetic preference for skinny, attractive women because it would be sexist. Men are shallow for being the way nature programmed them. Women don't need men condemning themselves to a life of misery, loneliness, spinsterism, and cats. While corporations, colleges, political parties, and media all profit off of selling women the lie that they're all beautiful. And dare any one of you men step out of line and point out the emperor has no clothes, Why, that's just proof you hate women, you are the enemy, women are victims, and something needs to be done about it. So, that was just a smidge of the Pence Principle. I think it's pretty relevant at this point in time. When you see a woman that's got gauges in her ears, she's telling you something, in and of themselves, like the author said in the book, it's not a bad thing, she's not necessarily psychotic, she could still be the mother of your children. Even, you know, an, a, tat- a tattoo here and there, okay. But start adding them up. She's got a neck tattoo, she's got a chest piece. She's got that nose ring that looks like a Brahma bowl. She's got gauges the size of handcuffs hanging from her ears. She's got half her head shaved and it's multicolored. They're all screaming a few things, from my experience. One, look at me. But at the same time, it is, I'm crazy. My own personal experience, and hell, I've got tattoos, guys. I've got quite a few. But I've met women, and hell, I've dated them, and I even married one that has more tattoos than I do. And I've got a full sleeve on one arm and a shoulder cap on the other and mixed ones all over. She's crazy. And I chose to ignore the warning signs. I chose to ignore it. They were there, and I chose not to see them. So, when a woman is showing you her true colors, that old tired cliché has truth to it, if she is showing her true colors, take heed, realize that fat is not healthy, fat is not beautiful, and being covered head to toe in tattoos and piercings and gauges, there is something underlying that, there is something deeper going on, there is a sign of instability in the works or in the making, My guess is it's already there. It's in the works. It's already happening. And like a Venus flytrap, it's opening up, waiting for you to step in. So be very careful if that's your plan. But again, um, get on uh, Amazon. uh, Check out the book, The Pence Principle. Like I said, right now at least on Kindle Unlimited, you can download it for free and read it. Uh, It's not a real long read. A lot of the information in it is uh, very pertinent. To men of all ages today, but especially to you younger guys who are either in school or you're just starting your careers, it's all good information. Even I've found stuff in it that still applies to me where I am much later in my life. So check it out. See what's up. We'll talk to you soon.